Before we begin today's podcast, I'd like to get to some housekeeping, as it were. On top of all the other platforms you can get our podcast, such as iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, we are now on Stitcher. So, all you have to do on any of those platforms, search A Dude and a Chick Walk Into a Studio, and please, subscribe. A dude and a chick walk into a studio. A dude and a chick walk into a studio. <laughs> a dude and a chick walk into a studio. <laughs> a chick and a dude walk into a studio. Now, dude and a chick. Ah, come on, you don't like that? I like that. Can anybody tell me why a dude and a chick is walking into the studio? How about that? A dude, dude and a chick, chick walk into, into a studio. studio. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to A Dude and a Chick Walk Into a Studio. I am Justin. And I am Katie. I am the dude. I am the chick. And we'd like to thank you so much for your reviews on iTunes and elsewhere. We cannot overestimate how glad we are and how happy we are that you enjoyed what we're putting out. And we encourage you to keep listening and please keep giving us those five-star reviews. They really help us out. As long as we can keep uh, entertaining you guys... That's all that matters. Uh, so as we repeat every time, uh, just letting you guys know, our duty to our listeners is to provide a fun, relaxing, educational, and chill entertainment experience. Let's chill. All right. So today I wanted to talk about a subject that's really close to my heart, near and dear to my heart. And I'm talking, of course, about my wife. No, I'm kidding. It's about video games. Um, so video games have played an immense role in my life thus far. And it's inspired me to be the creative that I am today. To talk about video games today, Katie and I um, were fortunate enough to grab this man. He is really busy all the time and we've had to, we've had him, you know, we had to book him like weeks in advance. So we are very lucky to have Mr. Ronnie Wooten from A State of Gaming, the podcast. And welcome, Ronnie. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's really an honor to be here. It's it's weird. I guess everyone else was busy. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yes and no. Don't worry about it. You're, you were our first choice, clearly and of obviously. Course, of course. Uh, first choice who said yes. So, Ronnie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast, um, a State of Gaming? Well, a State of Gaming, uh, we formed in 2014. Wow, I feel old. It's been a bit. Uh, (laughs) We are four gamers, by gamers, news reviews, Let's Plays, podcasts, uh, formed by myself as well as Jarrell Rosebar, Eric Gomez, and Ramon Hilliard. So I couldn't have done that without them. Uh, and, and as I said, for Gamers by Gamers, we, we wanted to talk about the stuff uh, that we were actually playing and our personal stories with games, uh, what drew us to them in the first place, why we play them, um, you know, whether that's as an outlet or as a way to uh, feel as though we have some control or what have you. And then um, we kind of want to be the everyman's video game uh, destination and not uh, appear as though we're coming from on high and telling you what you need to feel about video games. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, awesome. I like that. And um, I've listened to several of his podcasts, and they're all intriguing. Like you get the sense that they really care about what they're talking about, and that's that's the number one thing that grabs me about it. Yeah. Um, and it's very informative too. I like to consider myself a connoisseur of video games, but I learn things. Even even I, you know, I learn things. There are genres I don't play. I work a lot, so there's you know news I may not have uh, gotten to yet, and that keeps me up to date. So. Like, I remember as a kid, my very first experience with video games, like, I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 85. And so the very first video game I had was, you know, those handheld, like, calculator-ish, like, that's just the one game where the you The Tiger just, Electronics handhelds. Yeah, yeah. Those were my first forays into video games, and I, I was obsessed with those. 
Um, but you know, I, I never owned one cause I was like two or three years old at the time. And, um, then my cousins got a Game Boy, the original Game Boy, they had Tetris. Tetris was really cool. I, I just, I was a kid that was like, Oh, you know, shapes. I was learning shapes and whatnot. So yeah, why not? Um, and then my cousins got an NES and I played Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And they also had Rad Racer, and they also had Road Rash. No, Road Rash? That's a Sega Genesis. Yeah, I know. That, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's something. It's, yeah, <laughs> I love how you know no, that. You're like, no, yeah, no, sorry, that, no, that's why, yeah. I, that's why I question is like, Road Rage, that, that's, not, that's not correct. But they had those games, and I, I, I started playing those games whenever I would get, you know, get to go over there. But it was always like for 10, 15 minutes at a time, so it wasn't really a big part of my life until December 25th, 1990. I remember that morning well. I had ham for breakfast, <laughs> ham and cheese, and homemade bread, fluffy homemade bread from Trinidad. It's really cool. They flew it in? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was born. That I was there. I was born in Trinidad. Uh, they flew it in. That's okay. Um, and then I opened, like, my brother and I got this big box, and we are like, why are we getting? Why are we getting one one collective present? I want Come separate on, presents. Mom and Dad. And then we tore open the box. It was like an, an NES, and I was like, okay, I'm willing to share this. <laughs> um, so we, we, but the thing is, we had Final Fantasy, and I was a five year old kid. I had no clue what Final Fantasy was, <laughs> or even like you know the numbers and everything. And so I was like, I don't want this. Like I, I want Mario. Why did you get me Mario? Aww. And so my cousin was kind enough to exchange his Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt with Final Fantasy because he wanted to play it. And I played Super Mario Brothers for, for like ever. You know, Mario and Lugie. I called him <laughs> Luigi Lugie because I didn't know how to pronounce yeah. Luigi at the time. And from there, it just kind of skyrocketed. Like we just amassed a huge library of games and my brother and I would sit and play the co-op games together, Ninja Turtles, Double Dragon, Contra. Um, all those two-player games were in, and the racing games as well. It became like a ritual for us where we would just sit and play and it would be our bonding time until, of course, he started noticing girls and, you know, he just like diverted completely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really my intro to video games. How about you, Katie? My uh, my intro to video games is my oldest brother is even still a video game fanatic. Like he comes home from work. Uh, you know, a man take, of class. Takes care of his his kids and plays video is games. He? A man of um, class. He, he has. He knows what yes, press priorities you too, are. Yes, yes. I have. I have. I have been in the middle of the the text messages of you know Justin asking me, "Hey, ask your brother this or tell him this." And so I'm texting my brother, and my brother's you know you know talking to to Justin dude. So I'm like, I'm the middle Mid woman, the middle you know? woman. So you know he loves video games. So I grew up watching him play video games, mm. and I actually. <laughs> With the music mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, is in these video games and stuff, especially, I remember him playing this, uh, it's a flying one, a plane. Okay. I'm sure which, there's which, a which ton con of Which them. console? Which console? Break it down. Uh, I don't know. Well, then, it, then I don't, can't I don't help know you. which one oh, he had. Okay. Uh, well, Star Fox? So, it might have been Star Fox. I know he, his email, or uh, he, his like name, gamer names are, is always TJ Fox. Okay. I don't uh, know if that's possible. So. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's anyway, but uh, it it always had like really cool music. Mm -hmm. So I would sit, I would stand in the room and dance to the music while he played the video games. You I know, bet that I, was annoying. I, as hell. <laughs> he apparently he loved it. He oh, thought he, it was fine. Oh, you know, we bonded over that. So Aww. cool. You know, and once I got old enough to to 
you know, really play video games. Um, I think really only the first one that I played was probably Kingdom Hearts or what? like wait, really what? got into. Wait, what? That's... I mean, I played like Mario Brothers and stuff. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, yes, I did play that. Um, but, but I was, I didn't really get into it. Like, like Kingdom personally Hearts. invested. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I got that Kingdom Hearts on my PS1 and or PlayStation 1 and PS2. It's a PS2 game. PS2 game. game. Okay. It was PS2? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> like I were both like, we're both like, Ryan oh, and I were both like, uh, no, no, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk's Pro that, that was my first one, yes, on my PS one, yeah, oh that. yeah, with all the the music and stuff yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. and I, you know, you don't know what what any of the buttons do, so you just smash the buttons. As well, you do. I mean, Robbie did <laughs> I, clearly. Oh, did you? <laughs> uh, I mean, not everyone, was, not everyone were noobs at that point in their lives, like you were, Katie. So, well, uh, I was born in '90s, so yeah. so when I was, got when I started. My journey, you were just born. Yes, yes. That 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 uh December twenty fifth, I was a little over a month old. Nice. So <laughs> anyway, not to make you feel old. I no, I don't feel old at all. Rondi? Uh just I would like to start off shout out to older brothers because uh I would be the third one here who has to say that it was uh my older brother who kind of introduced me to video games, or I guess uh, that was the a road that we traveled together for a long time. Um the first system that we had in the house was a TurboGrafx-16, mm. which nobody knows what I've that is. I've never heard of that. Uh, so, of course. Uh, <laughs> but that's fine. You're actually not in the minority on that one. Nobody knows what that is. Uh, but I, I hardly remember any of that. Like, there was a game we called The Fighter and the Mage, which probably wasn't the game. It was just what six-year-olds were calling it. Uh, <laughs> but really, when we got our Sega Genesis, that those are the, um, the golden days that I really remember fondly and where... I knew that like video games were, were what I wanted to do for uh, for the foreseeable future. And yes, among those games was Road Rash, uh, like you mentioned nice. earlier, uh, the first three and as well as 3D. Um, but it was really uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise yeah. and yeah. the Streets of Rage franchise. Streets of Rage, them co-ops, man. Yeah, so just like you said, I'm sorry, but the parallels are uncanny. <laughs> Streets of Rage 2, uh, and, and you know, I always picked Axel Stone. Uh, and for anybody who wants to get into the minutia, man, his jump kick really sucked in the first game. His knee came out, he had no range. But, uh, <laughs> but just uh, playing, playing Streets of Rage... Oh and uh, playing Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter mm. and Sonic the Hedgehog and, um, you know, Spider-Man and X-Men and mm. X-Mutants and the Phantom. And when the uh, the era of licensed games were out there and you would play like the Aladdin game or Toy Story, yes. like we played oh, yeah. pretty much, yeah, anything we could get our hands on. We'd go to the pawn shop uh, because, you know, we didn't have Toys R Us money yet. And, um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we would grab whatever game and sit down together and play it. And if it was one player, I would watch him. And if it was two players, we would play it together. I would say that I'm like the Tales to His Sonic. Nah. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's just that was, that was uh, what kind of made us best friends. That, that brought my brother from being, oh, he's, he's my older brother. Like, I have to put up with him or we just have to live together to like, man, I love my brother. We play video games together. Um, That's so video awesome. games had this this uh, very um, strong kind of bonding. Uh, it's attached to my formative years in a way that that nothing else quite is. Mm. Uh, so that is that is kind of how my my journey started. Uh, if unless I'm taking up so much precious time, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> transitioning from the Sega Genesis into like the PS One and the N64. 
uh, and then the PS2. Uh, I I oftentimes found myself just getting the sequels to games that I used to play. <laughs> uh, so it was like, okay, what what Sonic is out now? And being being dreadfully disappointed by the Dreamcast Sonic Adventure, uh, unpopular <laughs> opinion. It's fine. Uh, you know, Streets of Rage and Road Rash were no more. Uh, Fatal Fury wasn't a thing, but I could always rely on Street Fighter and yes. later find Tekken. And I did enjoy uh, Kingdom Hearts. And you mentioned Final Fantasy. My first uh, experience with that was in um, 97 with uh, Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I've just always had video games in my life. Um, And they are are a very unique uh, (coughs) medium, I believe. Okay. So you mentioned the consoles that you grew up with. I just want, for our listeners who who aren't necessarily into video games, um, I'm just going to explain it. The NES that I mentioned earlier is the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the original Nintendo console. Um, then there was the Super Nintendo and then the Nintendo 64. Um, well, at least within that generation. And around the same time, we had the Sega Genesis, the Sega Mega Drive, I believe, then Sega Dreamcast. And yeah, that was it for Sega. Sega um, stopped making consoles and they just put out games now. Um, And the PlayStation came out in the era of the Dreamcast. The tail end days of the Super Nintendo, the 16-bit era. And of course, that was Sony's doing. Um, And then Sony, you know, then there was the PlayStation, there's PlayStation 1, then there was the PlayStation 2. So my parents were really strict. They were into, they were both like educators and stuff. And so academics was key so i studied i was studying most of the time or just reading novels or whatever so i got the nes and then i was kind of like held back for for a long time in terms of like my video gaming experience of course we went to um there were places that allowed you to pay money to play some of the consoles that they had these stores so i could sit down pay like 10 bucks to play a, a, a super nintendo for like 20 minutes and so that was how i got into like the super nintendo but I only owned the original Nintendo, then a Sega Genesis, then an, <laughs> a Nintendo GameCube, which came after the, um, the N64, Nintendo 64. And then it's only after I came up to the United States that I had um, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, <laughs> PlayStation 4. And now I pretty much own all of the, all of the consoles. Do you have, do you have a, the Xbox One? Yes, I do. You actually. do? Okay. Yeah. I, I have all of the consoles. I know you never you never talk about the Xbox. You always talk about PlayStation. Perfectly fine. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, that's what that's what my my husband I mean, plays. Constantly. I mean, and that's the only flaw. Like that's that? the only flaw in Orion and, that he plays oh, Xbox. I mean, oh. I mean, I mean, I could have I could have gone the other way and said, you know, never mind. I'm not even going there. <laughs> but yeah, PlayStation is really where it's at for me. I, I own the Xbox One. So yeah, those are the systems that I grew up with and. So I have a lot of like mixed experiences because with both Nintendo and Sega and Sony, it's just an amalgam of, you know, the big three gaming companies. Um, what about you, Rondi? Like you mentioned there, but you stopped at um, the Dreamcast. Uh, right. So, yeah, aside from the, the ill-fated TurboGrafx-16, um, <laughs> the, the relegated to obscurity, there was the Sega Genesis, which I still think of as being like the golden age of gaming. Uh, the absolutely. Yeah, era. absolutely. I, I agree. Um, and then, yes, we got we got a PlayStation 1. My brother and I saved up our own money to buy one from that same pawn shop. And uh, we did get it in 64, the Nintendo 64. Uh, and then it was the PlayStation 2. It was always my little sister who owned um, the Nintendo consoles, like the the original NES and the Super Nintendo. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was 
it was really the Sega Genesis in the first couple of PlayStations in the N64 that that kind of um, wrote the story of my video game life when it was when it was really uh, something that I was super passionate about. Mm -hmm. And and then as I, I grew older, I just didn't really know what else to do with my free time, so I kept buying video game systems and playing video games and that's I mean a worthwhile endeavor <laughs> yeah you know that's like the later life of the PS2 and then the PlayStation 3 yeah uh, which came out in like 2006 late 2005 uh, and then I do have a PS4 so I still have these games but I look at video games in a very very different way now than I did back then um, and I do ask myself is it the quality of the games or is it more about the place and time um, and where you are in life and who's in your life and the circumstances and the conditions uh, under which you yeah. first fell in love with gaming. Absolutely. Um, so for me, thinking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is more than just thinking about that game. Um, it's it's me thinking about uh, sitting there with my brother. Uh, my mom is you know walking about the house. My little sister is in her room coloring or something. It's thinking about the home that I grew up in. It's thinking about a time where my older brother was my role model and my best friend. It's thinking about um, a time where going to school meant, you know, finger painting or nap time or watching Eureka's Castle. Uh, it, it, was a, um, it was a different time, so I look back on it very fondly because of everything associated with it. And games today, while I enjoy playing them, they are devoid of some kind of heart or some kind of soul. Uh, I think I play games for a different reason now. Uh, I appreciate them, um, and they're fun, but I think they're more a, a means of um, escapism or like mindless, like uh, abnegation or, or something like that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I try not to be jaded about it. And it's very difficult when you're expected to write articles or uh, host podcasts or make YouTube videos about video games. Yeah. Uh, but I've tried to, to stay true. And you won't see me posting videos about the latest Call of Duty if I'm going home to play Dragon Ball Fighters. So <laughs> I, I try not to ride the wave. And, you know, I'm do your own thing. Yeah, I'm like a hipster YouTuber, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can really understand um, that feeling of nostalgia when you look back on video games or specific video games like for me video games were literally always about escapism I loved reading like ever since I can pick up a book my mother she would read read to me until one day she just like all right finish the story yourself and I just like was literally forced to, to, to start reading by myself but then you know stories like adventures those kind of things like were really what it, what what got me excited and, and, and made my imagination soar and so when the less complex video games, like the Super Mario Brothers and stuff that I can just play and like Contra and all that stuff, they were fine. I loved playing them. But the moment I got to like the Super Nintendo era or the Genesis era, because my first RPG was Fantasy Star on the on the Sega Genesis, and that was a role-playing game. RPGs, sorry, RPG stands for role-playing game. And they usually are very story-driven, like extremely story-driven, like with, with, with fully fleshed out, well, the later, latter ones, fully fleshed out characters, story setting, you know, plot lines, yeah. very convoluted it's stuff very sometimes. Very elaborate, elaborative yeah. uh, scenes and everything. And for me, it was like, as a writer, myself, um, the hero's journey is what did it for me. Like, you know, a young man or woman being thrust into into a world, like to realize their destiny, overcome trials, overcome challenges and, and tragedies to grasp a higher destiny. That sort of thing always appealed to me. And when I first played Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star 4 actually, all those things were presented to me in a video game form as opposed to a book. 
And I realized as I played along, like, you know, I became very much invested in the characters. I became personally responsible for their success in their endeavors. And that was something I had never experienced before. Of course, like every video game that I play, you know, usually you have an objective um, contra. You have to like finish the game, beat the aliens, um, double dragon. You have to rescue your, your girlfriend. Ninja Turtles, you have to save New York or whatever. Um, Cowabunga. But- Okay, that was a horrible cowabunga. I Aww. digged it. I, did, I dug it. Right? I mean, yeah. what is it with guests on the show and, 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 and favoritism to Katie? I don't yes. know. I love this. Uh, anyway, Sorry. anyways, but role-playing games, they allowed me to actually be a part of the journey, especially the characters that were silent characters, silent protagonists. They allowed you to project yourself onto those characters. So you were you were even more invested in the story because you became the main character. And the choices that you made truly felt like choices that you made. And so role-playing games really got me hooked to video games. And these weren't, of course, role-playing games aren't just like you can sit down for half an hour and play. I mean, you can, but who does that? Role-playing games are like... Animals. Animals. You know, people of... uh, I don't even want to think about it. But (laughs) role-playing... I guess I shouldn't say that I'm... Might be one of those people. I mean, you like, can't. You can. <laughs> you played thirty minutes of Kingdom Hearts. Well, I and, and we'll we'll talk. We'll about talk it. about it later. But you know, like role playing games were, were just you know they were just that you know intriguing to me, and they 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 boosted my boosted my self esteem. Video games was that source of of escapism for me. It boosted my creativity. Boosted my sense of self worth. I was more than just controlling a character. And performing an objective without with vaguely knowing what the objective was. I was now, you know, enthralled in in this adventure. I knew the characters personally, that you know, we had banter, so we had we had issues with each other, we had rivalries, we suffered tragedies together. It, it was it's like went through those things and it just completely overwhelmed me. So role-playing games became my go-to genre. And to this day, it's like every time I play a role-playing game, I have that same feeling as I felt back then, you know? Uh, But anyways, moving on. Well, I do want to say, yeah, role-playing games, RPGs, I believe, it's a buzzword now, but they're the first games that were designed to be immersive. Yeah. So they really put you in that experience. And I do want to touch on something you said about that escapism. Mm -hmm. Games in general, I believe, allow you to be larger than life. Uh, allow you to be more than um, than who you actually are in real life, you know, mm-hmm. greater than the sum of your parts. Um, they give you a feeling of accomplishment, you know, a sense of pride. Uh, if it's an online game, you can be immensely popular on your server in, in EverQuest or Asheron's Call, uh, where if in life and in school, you, you know, you're an unknown quantity. Yeah. Um, you have influence. You feel competent. They they make you feel like you are the master of your domain. Exactly. And things are controllable. And in addition to that, the um, the rewards or the benefits are... There's a quick turnaround on that, so like you immediately impact something, and then you're rewarded, and and you it you feel good. Um, and I'll also say that video games are very unique in that sense because they're more interactive than books or film. Yeah. Um, so uh, they have beautifully written stories. Um, you know, there are voice actors involved. Uh, there are worlds that are created by digital artists, and everyone experiences that differently, though. Uh, which is which is very interesting to me. Um, mm. They're also unique in the sense that they push back against the player, against the person who's trying to enjoy or experience that thing. Uh, they demand like effort and improvement, um, you know, in order to like kind of get those rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, you can finish a book just by continuing to read it. 
And if you sit in front of a movie long enough, it'll finish. Uh, but you can't just uh, will your way through uh, Final Fantasy exactly. you know, 11 or whatever. A bad example because that's online. <laughs> but uh, you can't just like continue to play uh, Suikoden or... Oh, yeah, <laughs> or Dragon Warrior, or Final Fantasy. It, you can't just play Grandia and eventually it'll be over. Mm. You you have to you have to improve. You have to advance and invest and in invest. Fr- yeah, and books don't do that, and films don't do that. So, in my opinion, it just makes games kind of the ultimate um, form of media. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know you don't just sit there and, and watch it, and you don't just read it. Mm. You have agency. Yes, and they offer that very unique. Um, dynamic that mm-hmm. nothing else has ever done and doesn't do. Ronnie just took my words, put it in his mouth, and just spewed them out with the eloquence of a gazelle. Very elegant. Yeah. I know, <laughs> right? The elegance of my eloquence. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, you phrased it exactly as, you know, I wanted to. <laughs> um, Katie? <laughs> so I grew up with with PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, PS1, and PS2 mainly. My brother, you know, my oldest brother, he had, I'm pretty sure he has every console ever made, mm-hmm. um, has always pretty much. Uh, I think he, you know, begged my parents to buy him, <laughs> you know, every console available. Um, I wish I had that luxury. But yeah, I, you know, and I don't know why they did it, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Maybe they loved him. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I guess. Jeez. Um but Final Fantasy, I know, has like um has been one of his favorites. Like he's he's played Final Fantasy like since they started making them. Mm. Um, what well, I think I don't know when no, the first Final Fantasy it, came out, I mean, but he was he was born in the eighties. So I mean, well, yeah, I was <laughs> I'm born guessing, in the 80s, yeah, so, so yeah, I'm out. guessing Final Fantasy came yeah, out around yeah, then, eight, obviously. Yeah, eight, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's you know he's played those, and so I've been around that often and the reason that i can i can't really sit down and play some now i can i can sit down and play a video game for longer mm-hmm. but especially back in the day well i'm an antsy person anyway mm-hmm. and sitting still. Uh, sitting still for long periods of time is very hard for me mm-hmm. sitting still and also the fact that i have rage um so when I She has rage. It's a decent game at when, best. When, <laughs> oh that is a game. Yes, isn't it, it is. Oh, it, it most I certainly is. I didn't, and the sequel is coming out soon too. Yeah. I've never played that game, but you should. But you, you, you probably I, what, yeah. would I rage not, out? Would I? Yeah. Would it? Would I rage? Because because there's like almost every game I play, there's like a a spot that I get to, and I'm just like. I can't get, you know, and it's like. When you toss the controller. You know, yeah. I actually, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I like broke one of my controllers back in the day because (laughs) I, you know, you see the videos now, the YouTube videos of people going crazy. Like I wasn't that bad, uh, but I did break one controller because I like threw it down on the ground really hard. And then I was like, oh crap, mom's going to kill me. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're here means she didn't, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah, she so, came close. Yeah. But, uh, <sighs> but yeah, so it, it, you know, it, that's the reason I can't really, I, I haven't sat down and really played that way. Although I have gotten more patient and with like, cause like with kingdom hearts, I used to never level up my character. Like that didn't, that didn't I register to me. I didn't realize that, oh, I have to 
I have to level up my character before I try to beat this guy. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, the, the yeah. essence of role playing games. Now I'm realizing that, and I'm like, you know what? I think I can spend a little bit more time uh, <laughs> grinding. Trying to, is what yeah. we call it. Yeah. Grinding. grinding? Oh, yeah. Okay. Grinding through enemies to to gain experience, so that your character can level up. The more experience your character gets, the the higher the level they get. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm doing in Harry Potter too, by the way. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Just, just we, saying. We, we shall not speak of that game right <laughs> now. Um, so video games have come a long way. And with the um, with the advent of online gaming, you can play with players all across the world. And whereas back in the day, without the internet, you had to literally be in the same location. We call it a couch co-op versus uh online play online co-op as rondi and i say like with our that time with our brothers and with me with some of my friends even like we would just go through games like golden axe we would go through um maximum carnage we will go through like uh, maximum carnage is that a spider-man so game. oh okay yeah. i was like that sounds so brutal no, maximum no, no, carnage. It's, a it's, 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 it's a spider-man game it's based oh, on okay. this one of the symbiotes um a spiffy red cartridge yeah <laughs> Exactly. Oh yeah, I loved you know having to to Blowing blow the on the cartridge. That didn't actually you know? work, yeah. by the well, way. You know, hey, it it. We thought that. I, I did. Yeah, you I thought it. I thought it, I thought know, it too. Gave, and then it and then it worked. Whenever yeah. you. <laughs> anyway. Well, no, no, no. Like so, yeah. We, my brother and I, my friends and I, we would sit like every time we. It would be our bonding experience. We sit and we just like take immense pleasure in 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 overcoming this challenge. And usually we would set challenges for ourselves, like you know, can we beat this game with like one credit each mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing and of course we never did because we were always bad at it um or we would we would unintentionally hit each other and then you know just <laughs> end up, you know that, screw up the yeah that kind of thing that's why for me personally a lot of the games now and especially with life being the way it is you're busy all the time the only way you can really connect with friends to play who are equally busy is to connect online and play online you know and and whereas there is the same sense of camaraderie, I feel. It's just not quite the same as having the person in the room, having that physical reaction, being able to um, being able to be there and just, you know, interact and chill. And just like, like Ronnie and I, we used to play Tekken. Mm -hmm. I used to go over to his house all the time and we would play Street Fighter Tekken. Like Tekken is a fighting game. And we would just sit for hours and try to beat each other. He would win one. I would win one. He would win one. I would win one. It got to the point where... It was so evenly matched. We decided, okay, rock paper scissors. Whoever won got to do one move. <laughs> whoever and then just just kept going like that. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I do lament the loss of the days where you would rent a game from Blockbuster. Oh. You'd go home. You'd invite your friends over. Maybe it's a sleepover. Um, you order a pizza. So it's just like pizza, uh, a game from Blockbuster. You're on your N64. It's four players. You're playing GoldenEye or Perfect Dark oh, or yeah. Mario Kart or Mario Party. Um, so you, you can't quite replicate that with mm. online gaming, uh, yeah. but I, I feel like it's it's a necessity because yeah. um, as as you were saying, uh, life gets a little faster and we we all get a little bit uh, more responsibilities and obligations and it's the best thing we can do, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And um, you know the the market reacted in a similar way where you don't even see very many yeah. um, you know couch co op games made anymore. And everyone became so fixated on resolution and, and HD this and 4K that that they don't even want to cut the screen up because then you have to render everything yeah. multiple times. And uh, now that online exists, it's kind of like, why bother making the other? That's um, true. It's like in an era of, of MP3s, why continue to produce vinyl records? It's it, it's just, it's, there's no demand for it aside from us uh, us who are kind of transitioning out of the, key, uh, the core demographic. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, what we really crave and what we want from the industry 
um, is not necessarily what the industry wants as a whole. We're just kind of finally looking back on something they've never had. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I constantly feel like games aren't for me anymore. Mm. And I wrestle with that still to this day. But we'll see. We'll show them. I honestly, I don't like online games. Neither Online do I. gaming very much. Neither you do get, I. I feel like, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're playing online games most of the time, you know, everyone's after you, you know, it's, uh, but it just, it, I don't know. I feel like it produces a lot of, like, hatred hmm. and a lot of, like... Vitriol. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. The beauty of the internet is that everyone has access. The the, the, the crappy thing about the internet, everyone has access. Yeah, yeah. Um, good and the bad. The, the internet is kind of an exercise of Murphy's Law, honestly. <laughs> yes. But, um, yes. I, I do think you can you can control for that. I, I tend to uh, not play online with strangers, so, I mean, if you have uh, two or three friends, you say, hey, let's all get into this game together and we'll hop online uh, after we get off work or what have you. And me and my buddies will play, you know, Destiny 2 or Dragon Ball Fighters or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you can control that, yeah. your, your ecosystem. Um, I wouldn't dare uh, play with, you know, some some screaming 12-year-old in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, <laughs> that's very that's very specific. Yes, uh, did that happen? No, uh, it hasn't yet. Uh, and yeah, and if you follow my tips, it'll never happen to any of us. <laughs> but yeah, I, I try to control for that because it's it's not worth my mental health. You know, yeah. I, that's supposed to be my way to wind down and to enjoy myself. Absolutely. And, and so I've gotten exactly. more protective of, of my time and my experience and, and to not play games that upset me or... or or stress me out, or play with people who who do the same. Well, that's that's a very good way of, of, of expressing it. Um, as I said, I prefer the couch co-op, hands down. And but it is uh, a relic of the past, as as you pointed out. As are we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have gray hairs. So I can't complain. Um, <laughs> I hardly have hairs. <laughs> Touche. Anyways, all right. I don't so, have either of those issues. I'm just mm, saying. Yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> tell me more about being born in the '90s. <laughs> You are you you okay? Yes, please. <laughs> you were on the cusp of being part of the quote unquote greatest gaming generations, but you blew it <laughs> by, mean, by being born on you know. Tell my mom about. That. I actually will. I I have. She's, <laughs> she added me on Facebook, so I will. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um. So. Have either of you guys ever waited in line like for a stupid amount of time for a video game? My husband, um, has dragged me to a few of those. <laughs> I did, and granted, he's asked me, he's been like, do you want to, and I'm like, uh, sure, why not, since you're going to be there anyway, you know, and might as well waste some of my time as well. Oh. But but I can't I can't really say anything because I, you know, wait in line for movies like Harry Potter and everything. You know, and I've waited. And before you drag, him, you know, you drag him there? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's stuff like that. But, but yeah, it seems so like, I don't know, it seems kind of funny because it's like, your your game's gonna be there. <laughs> you, it, it's gonna be there. You paid for it. It's gonna be there. Well, you see, no, not it's not it's not always like that. Uh, Rondi, what about your experiences? Uh, it's interesting because uh, I did actually. I, I used to work for GameStop, so I I've been on the other side of the uh, of the counter. Uh, oh, I'm were. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have traded that experience for the world. I, I feel like it helped me grow in a lot of ways, but. Um, but yeah, it, there is something interesting about uh, people willing to come out at you know eleven ish, uh, you know midnight thirty or something, <laughs> and uh, line up to get their copy of uh, Madden Seventeen as though it somehow revolutionized the way we play uh, online sports ball. <laughs> and 
and um, like forth. you can't change uh, the rules of the game. So I don't understand yeah. what you what's different. You know, uh, well this player is on this team now. Like, and you can make the grass greener or the ball ballier, but I just don't understand. Uh, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, no, like I understand where both of you are coming from, but I mean, for me, I've done it and I've waited in line for for video games specifically as well, but I have. Also waited in line for a console at Circuit City. I understand that more. Yeah, you see, yeah, because those places you you couldn't pre-order, which means first come, first serve. Oh, okay, yeah. And I I was there for the Wii, the launch of the original Wii, Nintendo Wii. I got to that Circuit City, which is R.I.P. Rest in peace, Circuit Mm -hmm. City. I think I know exactly the Circuit City. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So I got there at 8 o'clock at night. 8 o'clock, mind you. And, of course, people weren't even lining up or anything. The people only actually started lining up around 2 in the morning. But I got there at 8, 8, 8 p.m. I had never done it before. So I was like, oh, let me just get ahead of this thing. And it was actually snowing there because it was Christmas around Christmas time. And so it was <laughs> so cold. It was you really that, cold you out. You were that poor kid, you know, outside, you well, know, shivering, no, waiting well, for your no, console. Well, <laughs> thankfully, my friend Cameron Arnett, he knows who he is. I hope he listens to this. Um, he's a buddy. He's a real pal. He came out all the way out because he wanted to get one too. And he, he came out with his car with glorious heat. Only problem was there was a long line and you couldn't leave your space in line. So we had to alternate who was, who was waiting. You know, a lot of people were were really stupid and left like grocery carts in their place. And of course, those spaces were gone. Yeah. Yeah. So like we were number. 10. I don't know. Like, I had left. As yeah. he shows up, two fingers on his hand and says 10. I know. I know. This is the magic of audio. You, you shouldn't describe what I'm doing. We were number 10. Oh, yeah. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Um, but yes, like, I showed up. We were 10th in line and we kept alternating who went to the car and who waited. And we were so lucky because we were the last people in that line to get we that morning, the very last. And so, yeah. I've waited up all night in the snow <laughs> for for a console before. That's the only reason that I would do it is if it's a uh, you know you, you couldn't pre-order it and you yeah. just had it's really first come first serve. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that was my experience. Um, okay. So this is where it gets interesting because growing up, I, I mentioned my console experiences um, playing video games, right? But another part of the video game experiences and part part of the things that really molded me were video arcades and malls, right? Every time we would go to the mall, that would be my, I would zoom to that destination like immediately. Um, it was a place for people to congregate. All my friends would go there. Again, even even there where there were like, there were co-op games there too. You'd put in your, we didn't have quarters in Trinidad. So they just had coins in the same shape of um, to, quarters. So we just, Put our quarters in. Well, put our. <laughs> I just finished explaining so you that. Got a word for them? Yeah. Put our tokens in. We call them tokens. Put our tokens in, and then we just like played all of us like played Ninja Turtles together, played Golden Axe together, Golden Axe Two, Rise of was it Black Adder or something like that. I love Golden Axe and, and Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yes, and, yeah. obviously. Yeah, those were the classics. Yeah. And so we, you know, we would go and play those games, and then of course the fighting games would come out: Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two, um, Street Fighter EX Alpha, Street Fighter EX. Plus, yeah, and also shout out to um, Altered Beast. Oh my gosh, that was great. Yeah, you you you, you tell her. Well, it's just it's wild. I mean, you start off as like two uh, very 
emaciated gentleman, uh, and you you would have to fight your way through. You know, it's two dimensional. You're you're walking and you're jumping, and there's like monsters or what have you trying to get in your way. You know, like they do. And um, <laughs> you know, you could pick up these power ups, and if you got one, you got a little bit buff, and then all of a sudden you looked like you know Golden Age Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> and if you got a, if you got a third power up though, you turned into like a werewolf or a bear or like a pterodactyl, depending on what stage you were on. Um, so yeah, it was just it was it was awkward it was weird and it was fun <laughs> and that's kind of like uh 16-bit gaming in a nutshell yeah just, pretty it, much. It that was pretty cool it was yeah. all yeah it was, all it, was it was a, it was a free-for-all it was like yeah. toe jam and earl yes. case in point yes toe jam and earl. earthworm jim okay yes oh yeah. <laughs> guys please google this i'm not going to describe them just one. just google toe jam and earl and earthworm jim <laughs> and just look youtube it just 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 watch just watch it and and we'll that will that will tell you all you need to know about yeah. that time everything was just like a like a, like an acid trip or something <laughs> I had no idea what's going on which might be how they made made it up oh i mean oh, you yeah. know pretty so, much yeah. yeah it was the 80s absolutely <laughs> um so yeah malls are dying now like it's an incontrovertible fact um I go and I see less and less people, less and less stores, and yeah. part of me kind of thinks, and I'm not to say that it's completely attributable to, to a lack of like an, a true entertainment place, but I, I imagine now if they were to put back a classic video arcade in any of these malls, you'd get a whole lot more patronage, even if it's just hanging out, because that was super that was huge in my day, and it's like even I, I just can't imagine that it wouldn't it wouldn't draw in the crowds again. And I think definitely since a lot of, you know, older technology, you know, everyone's going to vinyl now, right. you know, it, it's, it's making a comeback. So, I mean, I, I think definitely you would, you would get, you know, older people who grew up with that and, you know, younger Pretentious people. hipsters <laughs> who are trying to do things unironically, but. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because I, I went to her, I went to Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much flannel. I mean. <laughs> I mean, don't don't hate them. Don't hate on flannel. I'm not. Oh, wear, yeah. I'm not wearing flannel, by the You're way. You're wearing plaid, though. I mean, you don't I'm, have a beanie, so I mean oh, that, true, that, true. that 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 adds up. Yeah. But yeah, I um I went to Hershey Park and I I tried one roller coaster. I hated that roller coaster. I tried another one because my wife asked, and I I love my wife, and I hated that one even more. Um, so I don't I love do, the picture though. I'm not putting that picture up. Oh, come on. Okay. I may put that picture I, up in, 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 on the Facebook page. So yes. by the time this episode airs. When the page reaches 1,000 likes. You'll get that picture. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Absolutely. Uh, there you go. There's a YouTuber. There's there a YouTuber. You there you go. <laughs> Comment, like, subscribe. <laughs> um, but yes, like most of my time was spent, like I, other than walking around with my wife, who was very gracious about the fact that I didn't want to do roller coasters, even though she wanted to. There was a video arcade there with, you know, old school games, Street Fighter, the co-op games, even Galaga, which is like ancient now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent a, a long time there. And that was like, I was a, a kid again, you know? It's just like, oh, my, I got to buy more tokens. I got to buy more. I got to get more quarters. I got to get, you know, that kind of that kind of feeling. Lots of money. Well, I mean, that, again, that would that would bring in a whole lot of revenue, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Let's no, move on. Do you or, do you truly believe that people would come out for that as opposed to being in the comfort of their own homes with their air conditioning and their Netflix and their refrigerators? Um, <laughs> so you can go home and, and be com- comfortable and play online, play something like Fortnite. And they also have the, the emulators now. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, 
for, for yeah, console. I mean, a, emulators have been out for a while. Yeah, it's not a matter of not having access to those games. And, and I think the novelty of playing with like a joystick and, a, and an oversized button is something that would uh, fill a void in us because for us it's a nostalgic experience. Mm. But for someone else, it, it may be, wait, you want my money to play this game that's not even as good as what I have at home for free? Um, so I don't know uh, if it would work, um, depending. I, I'm unsure. Mm-hmm. You have a point. I mean, yeah, very, very valid points. I, I can't help but feel though that there are modern games now that are in arcades because in Japan, video arcades are a huge deal. Mm-hmm. You, you recently went there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw the appeal of it. And I know America and Japan aren't necess- aren't exactly the same sort of like demographics. But there is, you know, there is something to be said, like, because in Japan, that's the poster boy for people, you know, staying in the comfort of their own homes and playing video games. Yet video arcades see massive, you know, massive participation. Well, not massive participation, but massive. um, They play them a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But that's what I mean. It's like it's it's there is something to be said for you know yes they could stay we could stay in in our own homes and play video games and be comfortable but once you go out like the moment that you do have to go out that's all you need the sight of one is to just catch your eye and then you're in there mm-hmm. like you may not necessarily leave your home to go there mm-hmm. but if you're already there chances are you will go there and spend your money at Hershey Park I was playing the old school Street Fighter 2 and I was just playing the single player, the, the the computer, and this guy came and he was clearly not really, he was just there for, you know, whatever his kids were elsewhere. And we started playing each other and I beat him and he just got like, re- all of a sudden it became this, comp- like, not mad, it's just competitive. He's just like, yeah. he stacked, like he literally, like the old, he stacked his quarters That's up there. The like his quarters were yeah. in his pocket. He just took out a roll, stacked them all there. And it's like, okay, this, I've just issued a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, just the just it. the competitive aspect of it, like you you may go in just to be like, hey, you know, whatever, and then find yourself still there hours later, you know. Yeah, honestly, and I, I don't like to use the word gamer, but but as a gamer, you, you, these people are like your brothers in arms. Uh, exactly, these people go from being complete strangers to hey, we share this uh, this one thing in common um, that we can both relate to. Uh, and it, it spans, you know, language barriers. The guy who came up to you, I don't even know whether or not he spoke English, but it, in that situation, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You both know how to play Street Fighter. Yeah. You're both invested. Um, and, you know, you leave at the end of the day kind of like, that's the that was the highlight of my day. Yeah. And I, I wonder what that guy's doing now. <laughs> exactly. And you're talking about him on a podcast. Yeah. It's like you, there is some kind of, there is a camaraderie that is, that is built uh, within the community. Uh, and I, I think that is just so fascinating because um, because it takes well more often than not it takes two to play to play a game certain games at least mm-hmm. uh, something like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat Tekken or online games like again I'll say EverQuest and Ashran's Call like you're experiencing that with other people mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, I've made a lot of friends whether that's on um, message boards different forums if it's Game Facts or something like that mm-hmm. uh, or if there's the the kid at school who. Uh, nothing else. We we don't have anything else in common, but it turns out we both uh, really love Guilty Gear or yeah. something like that. It's like oh, all of a sudden um, we have something we're both passionate about that we can relate you know to each other about, and it just it, I I find that it brings people together. Um, and I do lament that mm. that arcades are kind of relegated to movie theaters or places like uh, Dave and Buster yeah. and like main event. Uh, I, they used to be everywhere. They mm. used to be like at your local carryout, like at your Chinese food place, you'd have a Pac-Man machine in the back or something mm. like that. And you'd have uh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and 
asteroids. And yeah, I, I would like to, to do that. Um, that does sound very cool. Uh, I mean, you bring up a valid point, and it seems that people everywhere, like especially those of us who grew up with video arcades, are able to relate to it. And then even if you're busy, you're with your family, like you're just walking through the mall or whatever, you catch sight of like a, a video ga- a cabinet. And you just like look over, just you just like look just to see what the game like. You you always mm-hmm. look to see mm-hmm. what what game it is. Yeah, like that kind yeah. of that thing that draws you there. And if it's the right game, you're going. Yeah, like and it's one of those things. Um, and as to what you were saying in terms of like your comrade in arms, like we met, we met, um, we didn't meet with video games per se, but we have a shared interest in trading card games back in the day when we first met. I just was walking out of the street, walking out to the main street, and here was Rondi, you know, trading trading cards with another kid. And I'm like, hey, that's the same game I play. Mm-hmm. And, like, he lives on the same street I live. How did I not meet this kid before, this guy before? Because we weren't kids at the time. And just from that one interaction, invited me home. I didn't know this guy from Adam. Went to his house, started playing video games, started talking, just started, you know, a fellowship, as it were. And we just we – we're – best friends this guy is my brother man um so yeah that goes to the whole idea of just like with all our differences and that's part of what we're doing in this podcast too with all our differences you know we have certain things that even if we were learning them together or we're experiencing them you're experiencing them vicariously through katie and i we have something in common at the end of the episode you know what i know you you experience what i experience you kind of at least i hope understand what we're trying to convey I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys look for in in video games? Like what what genres do you mm. guys do you guys prefer? I'll let Ronnie go because I answered that question earlier. Uh so for me, I, I've always said uh racing games, fighting games, and RPGs, role playing games. Uh I've played significantly fewer racing games, um, because Need for Speed Underground two was the last good racing game. <laughs> but um it's overall not on the PlayStation two. Uh so I would replace that with rhythm games. So I'm always down to play something like uh DDR, Dance Dance Revolution, oh, yeah. uh, games like uh Amplitude, games like Guitaru Man, Parappa the Rapper. Oh, Guitaru Man. Uh games like um uh even Hannah Montana the movie the game. <laughs> what? I will play the what is a game? I will play the mess out of that game. Yeah. The that movie, a legitimate the game? I've yes, I've gone on record as saying this, so let this be another podcast that I say this on, but <laughs> Hannah Montana, the movie The Game, is this generation's Citizen Kane. Uh, <gasps> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, 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 now you have my interest, Pete. Yeah, I, 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 I can't believe I, I'm saying this. I, I kind of want to search that game out and just I, see. I'm not buying it. I'm going to YouTube I'll, it. I'll oh, you don't have to buy it. I'll let you borrow it. I know, <laughs> how, you, I know how you meant that. He owns it, yeah, actually. Yeah, I do own the game. Oh my um, God. That's I, awesome. What I will say, and I, of course I love Guitar Hero and Rock Band, but um, I will talk a little bit about Hannah Montana movie the game if you, if you allow it. <laughs> please, uh, please and do. You must always say the full title. But uh, <laughs> the thing about that game is, most rhythm games, there's one way to play them, and there might be different notes in every song. You know, DDR, you either step left, up, down, or right. Uh, Guitar Hero, you or always center. yes, uh, that's pump it up really, but <laughs> oh. uh, or in the groove. Um, yeah. See, he knows but, uh, his stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and then if you're playing um, Guitar Hero, you know it's it's one of the frets, one of the five. Uh, but the the gameplay ultimately is is the same throughout the track. It's not dynamic other than what notes are coming up. 
uh, in Hannah Montana, the movie, the game, uh, the the songs are all broken down based on the instrument, uh, the instrument and the section. So when it's the drum part, you you play it differently. You hold the six axis controller, which is the PlayStation Three controller that has motion, and you catch the notes by tilting the controller, and you have to land the notes in the right spot. And that's only how you do drums. And then when it's the keyboard, there's a different method of input that uses um, the top buttons, the L one, L two, etc. The vocal parts are there's like a like a metronome going uh, you know left and right across the bar, and you have to hit the kind of like Hot Shots Golf. Mm. You have to hit the uh, the action button at the at the right time. So it's just it's got dynamic input. Uh, mm. So it's it's another rhythm game, but throughout one song, you'll play the game four or five different ways as opposed to just hitting the notes. That's interesting. Yeah. This is very interesting. Like I don't know what I thought a Hannah Montana game would be. The well, movie, the game, rather. Yes, there you go. Hannah Montana, <laughs> the movie, the game, because you get the best of both worlds uh, experiencing that. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's crazy. Oh, I mean, but I understand what you're saying. It's it's a different kind of challenge. Yeah, and it's and you it's typical of you find like very unique gameplay mechanics in the most unlikely games. It's it, I find um, right. I, I've played games for so long. I've, I started playing games. I was born in 88, and uh, I've probably been playing video games since 1992 when Sonic 2 came out mm. on Sonic Tuesday, the first World Ride uh, global release date for a game. Um, but So I've played a lot of games that are so similar, and mm. when I play a third-person like uh, action platformer, whether it's Spider-Man or Infamous or Sly Cooper or Assassin's Creed, to me, they're all the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I'm more interested in is how I play it, what my hands are doing, what the mechanics are, what the obstacle is. Mm-hmm. And when you strip away things like character and narrative, uh, the core mechanics remain the same, and I'm bored of that. So I, I don't really I don't really get excited anymore when games are coming out. It's like, hey, there's a new Prince of Persia. Okay, let me guess. Uh, move with the left analog stick. Move the camera with the right. Jump with the X button. Square is melee. Triangle is probably a power attack. Circle is either crouch or a projectile. If there's any aiming or firing, that's done on L2, R2. I've played that game already. It's scary how accurate that, that description was of platform yeah, games Yeah, I've now. played that game. I've played that game 20 times. So I'm just not <laughs> interested. Um, so when I see something like Hannah Montana, the movie, the game, uh, it's that that unique uh, method of gameplay that actually uh, speaks to me. Mm. Uh, games like Guitaru Man and games like uh, oh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons is I another game. That. Yeah, I have that to I think play is that. Remarkable. So I'm looking for for novel experiences or unique experiences. I'm just not sold on the next big thing or the blockbuster hit of the summer anymore. Because gotcha. I'm I'm 20 plus years into playing the same video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, for me, like I understand that. Um, for me, like. Story trumps all. Um, story, as I said before, like story is the main reason that my um, my favorite genre is RPGs because that's where the bulk of like story heavy, story driven content games are. But I will play. Okay, there's a there's a limit to this, but I will play any almost any game as long as the story is intriguing to me. Like I don't care about the mechanics. Um, they have to be at least serviceable, and that, that's where the limit is. If I if the mechanics get in the way of me advancing the story, then there's no point to me playing it. But I can play like Assassin's Creed. Like that that was a game I never thought to pick up because that wasn't an RPG. But the moment I heard someone, you know, describe the plot to me, I was like, okay, maybe I'll give this game a shot. And so I got in the game and I enjoyed the game thoroughly because the story was very intriguing to me. So yeah, I can I can play any game as long as the story any genre of game actually if the story is good enough and the story is engaging enough 
Uh, I think we've gone a lot, so I'm just going to wind it down here. Um, let's just do a rapid fire round, I guess, for the rest of it, if oh, that's okay with you. Yeah. Before uh, that, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my little sister um, at all. And how we, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just how we bonded over Pokemon, because oh, it did go- speak a lot about my uh, my older brother, mm-hmm. and that is definitely how it started. But uh, I, I do definitely have to say that go. experiencing, mm-hmm. just very briefly, oh. experiencing Pokemon and then majority of the, my time on the Nintendo 64 playing Mario Party and Smash Brothers and Mario Kart uh, ha, has been with my little sister. Mm. And um, fairly recently, maybe two or three years ago, she found herself, for whatever reason, replaying Pokemon Crystal on the Game Boy Color. And uh, it warmed my heart to have her texting me throughout the day, where do I get this TM from? Where do I go after Blackthorn City? Um, you know, where can I catch Slowpoke and things like that? And I would know, Aww. you know, you go here after you pass through Azalea Town, stop by Kurt, do this, get this, you know. <laughs> and like, just, uh, I just, I, I, I live for that. And my, my little sister keeping hope alive because <laughs> she has not played anything that came out later than the Nintendo 64. And she refuses to. She is, um, yeah. That's, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love I mean, it. I, love I it. mean, and that there we go with the with the age old um, story of older brothers, basically, you know, yeah. ushering their their younger siblings throughout video games. Like you are now, yeah. you, yeah, you are the, me something to think of. I never thought about. Yeah, that. you are the older brother in a situation like how your older brother was right. to you. You are to your your little sister. Right. So it, it's. It's very intriguing. Like that's something that siblings truly bond over if they give given the chance. Even now, like my brother will come over to my apartment, and or I'll go over, you know, to his house, whatever. And you know, if I go over to his house after the kids are asleep and everything, he'll be like, "Hey, so I want to show you this this game that I'm playing," you know. And so, like, we'll sit there, you know, and he'll he'll play through it because it's usually just the mm-hmm. one, one player. you know one player, and you know. Um, look at you know the the cutscenes and stuff like that and it's 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 really a bonding experience mm, that that it is it's i love it i i'm 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 glad that we could have you on ronnie so we're we're not quite done yet we're gonna do a rapid fire of the last couple of uh questions slash topics that we wanted to get through because you know time is moving on mm-hmm. um so casual mobile games versus console games go Oh, wow. Just go. No preface. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. I think casual is, is great in the fast-paced environment that we live in. Um, and uh, I think that however you want to experience games is great. It allows more people to play more games the way they want to, regardless of where they are. So uh, more power to it. More games on phones, more games, more consoles like the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great. You shouldn't have to be confined to your bedroom to play video games. All right. What about you, Katie? Anything? Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> okay. What he said. Piggybacking on the guest. Huh? Okay, <laughs> lazy. But anyways, um, yes, I believe that, you know, as you said, video games should be available to everyone. They should be able to to experience um, video games. And I know we have a lot of, quote unquote, elitists in, um, in the gamer community who gatekeep unnecessarily, who Absolutely. Are, you know, and, and by gatekeeping, I mean they, they rag on newer players and, and make it a toxic environment for them, basically being elitist to them. And, and that's very counterproductive. So I, I do believe that casual games kind of bridges that gap, especially with Pokemon Go on the mobile phones. Like, you have a lot of um, people who stopped playing video games all the way back to the original generation of Pokemon on the Game Boy. You know, that may have been their, you know, experience, last experience with video games. 
And so now with Pokemon Go, I know a lot of people who played are people who've experienced that game but haven't moved forward yet because it started with the original 151 Pokemon and that's what they knew. And that's, you know, so they, they were exceptionally excited. And now for the Nintendo Switch, they're, they're kind of tying in Pokemon Go with, with the new Nintendo Switch game, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which is basically a retelling or a remake of Pokemon Yellow, which is the generation one, which is where they would have played last my favorite pokemon game yeah it is really good and i gotta say like because my husband had said the same thing like he hadn't you know he he had the the game boy you Mm -hmm. know pokemon uh but you know hasn't played it in years you know hasn't played the first one in in years Mm -hmm. and then pokemon go started and now like on saturday me and him were walking around our, our park that's right next to us you know, catching Pokemon, thing. you know, yeah, and, thing. and I'm actually like, I'm, it's not older brother, but my nephew, my sister's kid mm-hmm. is, he loves Pokemon, you know, and he loves Pokemon Go. And so I, you know, I'm bonding with him, mm-hmm. you know, That's talking amazing. about, you know, talking about it. And hey, Justin, it, by yeah. the way, Aunt Katie's uh, uh, giving you a name drop in this one. <laughs> and this is the other, this is also the Justin who wants to trade you for that shiny Raichu, by the way. <laughs> so please keep that there. I will get to you eventually. Anyway, sorry, yes. go ahead. We might have yes. to trade after this. So <laughs> yeah, the, the one Justin talking to another Justin. Yes, from oh. one Justin to another, you are awesome. Just in case you were confused. Yeah. Oh, like yes. like if I had a dime for every time I heard that. Uh, you'd have 50 cents. Exactly. Um, yeah, sorry, Katie, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, so that that's one thing that, you know, we've bonded with, you know, it's not older brother, but, you know, older yeah. aunt. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> older aunt. Older aunt. Older aunt. Aunt. Anyways. Auntie. Well, yeah. Okay. So this is getting more and more in depth for rapid fire. So I'm going to cut uh, yeah, that there. Sorry. I don't know. No, no need to be sorry. Um, WHO, World Health Organization, has recently classified video game addiction as a uh, you know, as an illness, as a disease now. And we're going to uh, have an intervention with my brother. Uh, no. no, me too. My <laughs> wife would probably. podcast is an intervention is it, disguised yes. as a podcast. TJ. <laughs> it's like, uh, TJ, <laughs> you know, this, this entire podcast was just an elaborate ruse to get you to sit down and listen to us. TJ Detweiler from the hit show Recess? No, TJ Fox. Did uh, you listen from the very intro? Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyways. Uh, but yeah. Recess was a great show. Thank By the you. way, Rondi. Well, I cheated and I decided that my work would revolve around video games. <laughs> that is... Uh, okay. Nobody's going to tell me what I can do. <laughs> Make a podcast and everything. Uh, but um, as far as this this uh, classification of, of video game addiction, um, I, I think it speaks more to why these people feel like they have no other recourse or no other outlet. What else is going on in their homes or at school or mm-hmm. in their lives where they have to escape so desperately into these video games? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, of course, you know, addiction is, is terrible and that, yeah, sure, one could probably be addicted to video games. But I think all of that is, is um, symptomatic of, mm-hmm. of a larger problem. Yeah. Do they feel uh, like outcasts? Do they feel like they are not being heard? Do they feel that um, they, 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 have no, they have no voice? Uh, and I don't, I don't know. When I was younger, I had video games and I was not, um, there was no structure as far as you can't play now, you can play this for this amount of time. I could play as many video games as I wanted for however long I wanted, whenever I wanted, but I still wanted to go out and ride my bike. I still wanted to watch WWF, Mm -hmm. you know, I still (laughs) wanted to uh, go out and throw a ball around or, um, you know, play on the playground and go on the monkey bars. Like I didn't 
just want to play video games. Skateboard. Yeah, I used to skateboard when I was a, <laughs> when I was a rad teenager. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I had multiple options and I, I, I exhausted all of them. And I made, you know, a lot of friends. And the neighborhood, I grew up in a, in a pretty good neighborhood, I think, uh, that I didn't feel like I needed to, to hide away or shut myself off. Video games were always something I wanted to share with more people. And mm. friends would come over and we'd play video games together. Yep. So. Perhaps um, because I had siblings and because there were a lot of kids in the neighborhood around my age, video games have never been this thing for me that I, I um, scoured away into a dark corner and played them for 16 hours straight. It was, hey, guys, let's all play video games together because that's how we hang out and have fun as friends. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it has to do with them not being restricted or if it has to do um, with with me uh, having so many options. Mm. And maybe some people live in, in a place where there's there's nothing to do. There's not a shopping center for miles. There's no other kids in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So they feel like that's the only thing they can do, their only recourse. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a serious issue. And I would just look at why these people feel that they turn to these vices um, instead of otherwise. Absolutely. All right. So in this kind of YouTube age, uh, this, you know, we, we go to YouTube for practically everything. Tutorials. Um, yeah. And, and everyone's showing, you know, usually you would back in the day you had to actually go and like watch you know one of your friends or something play a game or you you know yourself had to play it to try to figure out stuff you couldn't just google it or watch a tutorial nowadays people have built you know whole careers off of playing video games off of uh you know creating tutorials and stuff uh, to help other people play um my my niece who is 13 years old she she watches YouTube videos on people playing games. She doesn't even play the games. And so that to me was like, hang on, what? You know, but, uh, but then again, you know, hey, I've, I've myself have, you know, found myself watching Game Grumps and stuff. Yeah, I um, love Game so Grumps. <laughs> I know. And, it, and it's <laughs> like my, my first thing, you know, my first thought of it was like, this is silly. Like, why, why is this something? But but now I find myself watching it because it's it's very entertaining and um, it also kind of informative uh, on, you know, kind of the uh, how the game is and everything. Um, yeah, I think um, and they, they use this this dirty word influencers uh, to describe the people on YouTube. But I, I think there came a point where people didn't trust um, publications like like Game Informer or what have you or these websites because uh, as time you know marched along, video games became this multi-billion-dollar industry instead of this thing that was this niche, nerdy, sequestered. You know, oh, you play video games? Like, oh man, you had to find your tribe, as it were. And, and now that gaming has, has is more ubiquitous, and it's it's at the point where it is now um, exploited. Even uh, people turn to personalities that they could trust and personalities that kind of endeared themselves to the public. Uh, to get their news, to get their information, to get unbiased reviews. You know, people will always say, "Oh, this IGN uh, review was was they they paid them off to give it a more favorable favorable review." So you look to people like you know a state of gaming or or your you know whoever else you you watch Total Biscuit or what have you mm -hmm. um, to to get that information because I am not I'm not a guy in a suit. I'm not a guy who's I'm not a video game journalist. I don't work at some outlet. I'm not you know corporate gamer. I'm not. Uh, the marketing team. I'm not trying to sell you pre-order bonuses. Uh, I'm a guy who plays video games and has for a while and, and loves to do that. And um, I think the reason I'm making these videos, whether they're you know news articles or reviews or let's plays or podcasts, it's 
it's my way of trying to get back to that point of, hey, join me on this couch or come on over and let's play this game uh, and to create a, a sense of community um, and to give people a like an every man's outlet. Um, we're we're going to sit there, me and Jarrell and Ray, and we're going to talk about things and have the same conversations you and your buddies would be having if you were sitting there. And you can, whether you're listening listening to us on the bus or you're you know sitting at home and you're playing the game yourself, you you feel like you're kicking back with us. And mm-hmm. you know, wow, you, I you know I might remind you of a friend of yours or of yourself, and Ray might remind you of that guy you know who talks just like that or something. And it, we just give people a genuine and sincere place um, to indulge in the thing that they're passionate about, you know, video games. And, and we do uh, try to educate. I'll make a lot of uh, tutorials. I'm doing some for Dragon Ball Fighters. I've done some for Injustice and for Marvel vs. Capcom. It's mostly for fighting games. And then we'll do what's called a Let's Play, which is literally just us sitting down playing all mic'd, uh, playing Mario Kart or something and just sitting down having a good time and making people laugh. And eventually some of us will just, one of us will say some non sequitur and it's totally unscripted and we invite people to just hang out and watch. Uh, you can Twitch stream, which is, hey, come join us live. And then you can interact. It adds another layer where in real time you can type and communicate with us and you really are at that point hanging out with us. And I, th- I think, yeah, everything is becoming more personality driven and people want to feel like they're a part of what's going on instead of being a consumer. And at a state of gaming, we invite you to participate instead of um, trying to just uh, treat you like a commodity, I suppose. Mm, that's, 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 that's tight. I don't know how else <laughs> to put that. That's, I like, I like that. That, that really, that puts it in in perspective for someone who, you know, was kind of like, hang on, that's, that's really weird. That's really odd. It's like, Hey, no, that, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's kind of this counterculture. We're like anti-big business. Like video games have kind of gotten out of hand and you just want to kind of hang out with some people from the neighborhood that you can trust. Yeah, yeah. And I, as I said, I've listened to a State of Gaming podcast and they really do have that camaraderie that, you know, like I know Rondi personally. I've like been to this man's home and I've sat and I've been a part of those like sessions with with him and his other friends Rondi, man, thank you so much for joining yes, us. Thank um, you very I, you, much. I know you have to catch your plane out of here, <laughs> back to your secret island where you record um, and play video games constantly. I like to say this. Rondi has been such a good friend to me, and I don't want to gush, but he's the reason I am the way I am right now. You were just genuinely a friend to me, and I'd like to thank you for that. And I'd like to thank you for just being able to hang out with you and play video games and just chill, being a, being a friend, man. We've had some good times. And I'm really glad that you've decided to come on our show and just, you know, chill with us, possibly give us a preview of what it is you and the guys of Aesthetic Gaming do on a daily basis. So thank you so much for um, being on the show and um, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, without dragging out uh, your outro, um, you, you've always been a, a, a dear friend of mine and I do consider you um, like a brother. So thank you very much. No problem. And I would hope that uh, one of these days you guys can, uh, you know, I can be that kind of little sister and you guys can actually teach me some some gaming skills because... Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, you can actually head I'm, over to YouTube.com slash <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, yes, you can. You he's on demand. You can just uh, go out yes. and get him anytime you want. Sounds yeah. like a plan. And you, and you see me, and we, we we host a podcast together. So you know, it's not like I'm going anywhere. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. All right, guys. Um, that's been it for Duna Chick walking to a studio this week. Thank you so much for sticking with us, and I hope that you were, you know, at least entertained. And I hope you 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 were able to follow along with us and. You know, have this great discussion. Uh, Rondi, before we go, where can we uh, find you and your work? Yes, so primarily over at youtube.com slash A State of Gaming. We're also on Facebook. There's a Facebook group, A State of Gaming. Uh, tons of people that are active there. Uh, occasionally, I will Twitch stream twitch.tv slash A State of Gaming. And our podcast is on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash A State of Gaming, keeping it really simple for everybody. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, and share if you are so inclined. And if not, that's cool. I mean, it's there for you. <laughs> but uh, take care, everybody. And all of those will be in the show notes so you can have easy access to them. All right. Thank you guys so much. This has been The Dude. And a chick. With Rondi. In a studio. <laughs>